On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. You wanna know what I'm thinking about? Do you wonder do I wanna make you scream and shout? Shout it out! Would you like to see what's in my brain? Hollywood, we do a lot of different episodes that cover a lot of different bands, but make no mistake about it. No matter how many times, if we're talking about Kiss, people are going to listen. What is it about Kiss where people just, they see it and they go crazy for it, at least the people that listen to our podcast? You know, the army is just this rabid fan base and... There's probably three or four different sanctions of the army, and they all hate each other because <laughs> we fight constantly. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. There are some tools that are in the Christ army, and I don't mean power tools. I mean people. There are some nasty people in that KISS army, and I've met a lot of great people in the KISS army, so there's definitely different factions of the KISS army. I consider myself a member of the KISS army, but I'm probably only like a private. I'm not a major or a uh, colonel or a general in the KISS Army. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, all the stuff that I know about KISS, and I'm on a KISS podcast, and I might only be a sergeant. <laughs> Every time I think I got it down, there's 15 other people that like nerd out on, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're just a straight homer. Like, I don't even know how else to tell you what you are. You're a KISS homer. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, as you might have been able to tell from the title— we are getting the listeners involved, and we are going to go through 
the Kiss discography and songs and basically, what, pick out the Dirty Dozen, 12 songs that we think suck, right? Yeah, we're going to share the 12 that we personally, there's a couple of rules, but that we personally don't like. But then because the, we got the listeners involved, I got all of the data from the listeners. So we have a solid 12. It, by no means we're unanimous, but the percentages pointed to the 12 and said, all right, these are the 12 that pretty much everybody can live without. That's right. It's not Kissmas in July. It's Kissmas in some other month, depending on when we release this, but it won't be July. <laughs> and we're not doing four episodes on Kiss. We're doing one, but it won't be the first time we cover Kiss, and it certainly won't be the last time that we cover Kiss, but I'm sure this will be a fun and interesting episode. But before we do all of that, you know we got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up Music Spotlight. Okie dokie. So for today's Crank It Up Spotlight, we are going to talk about the band Degreed. And this is not the first time that we've covered this band. They recently released a new album called Public Address. The band consists of Robin on bass and vocals, Matt's on drums, Mikhail on keyboards, and Daniel on guitars. I like this band. This band is just a straight-up hard rock, melodic rock band, and I like their last album, and this album has a lot of good material on it as well. I just haven't spent as much time with this album because it's pretty fresh off the presses. So check out the song Big Plans off the latest album Public Address. Okay, so this song for me, it felt like two different feelings. So kind of go with me here. Like the chug riff and the verse felt heavy, but then the chorus is very poppy radio friendly. And then you get this great solo, which is very hard rock, but then you get whoa, whoa, whoa's at the end that's about to close out 
the song, but then it ends with the chug riff. So it was like, I didn't really know how to feel about this song, right? Like I, I liked part of it. And then I, part of it, I was like, I don't know if it completely fits. All the things you just named are all the things I love in a song. <laughs> <laughs> so I know exactly how to feel about it. Um, I had heard this whole album when it came out. It's not going to hit my top 10, but it was, I'd listened to the whole album. It was a very easy listen. There's no reason not to give degreed a chance because it's great vocals it's great guitar their songwriting is just a little unusual for me they mix weird things together sometimes um and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't i thought the song that you just played was good overall yeah i think they're just a good straight ahead melodic hard rock band i enjoy it they're probably not going to hit my top 10 albums either but stranger things have happened all that requires for that to happen is me to spend more time with the record, which I don't seem to be able to do anytime these days. And when I'm able to spend a lot of time with the record, then usually that record will end up in the top 10 because if I'm spending a lot of time, something's hitting me right. And so I don't know if Degreed will fit that bill. But yeah, if you want to just a, a decent listen, then degree check it out public address is the name of the album and it was recently released uh, in july of this year so check it out please make sure you hit that follow button to subscribe to growing up rock podcast so you don't miss an episode don't you laugh gene simmons you're nothing to look at oh, i mean how did you come up with that hairstyle genius did you catch planet of the apes on cable and go <laughs> now there's a look all right, so getting to our main discussion, and let me preface this by saying, as you are listening to what we're talking about here, you might be wondering, like, how do I get involved? And the easiest way is either join the Grown Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group or hit us on Twitter so that way you're connected and just share your email address somehow, right? You can just email us your email address if you want, and I'll get you hooked up on the next survey. That's literally how I do it. I've got about 170 email addresses that I usually send stuff out to people. I know who the KISS fans are and who aren't. So, you know, sometimes I keep the KISS stuff away from the listeners that don't really like KISS, right? So, but here is the email that I sent out, and I'm going to read it verbatim so you kind of get an idea of what we were talking about. We at Growing Up Rock Podcast would love you to get involved in a KISS episode that we're currently in the process of creating. Although many podcasts have a worst of type episode for bands, normally they don't always get a chance to get their listeners involved. What we want to do is create the ultimate dirty dozen of Kiss songs. Because I once had a boss that taught me if 100 plus people think that something sucks, it probably sucks. So that's kind of where the idea stem from, right? So your mission is to email me your 12 least favorite Kiss songs. You don't have to rank them any orders fine. I'll do some voodoo math, which most of you know I love doing, and we'll share on the podcast the 12 songs that everybody collectively thought were the worst, creating the ultimate list. There was only two rules that you had to follow. Rule one was you must pick four songs out of the 12 from the 74 to 79 era, so basically the original four. You got to pick four from the 80s era, which I labeled as 1980 to 1989. So basically, we're talking about Unmasked through Hot in the Shade. And then you got to pick four from 1990 to today. The reason we wanted to do that is so nobody picked 10 songs off a of Carnival or 10 songs off The Elder or somebody tells me all of Psycho Circus sucks. We already know all that shit, right? We don't need 10 songs from Monster and said, all right, these 10 songs suck and 
Okay, should just hang it up. We already know that they probably shouldn't have released that album. We wanted to kind of get more real data. The second rule was you can only pick one song from an album. So no picking all 10 of Peter's. Okay. So that way we got more of a spread out list. I will tell you, there were some listeners when they sent their list said getting four from 74 to 79 was absolutely brutal. Like they couldn't do it because they're such a huge fan of the original four, but then they couldn't limit it to four from 90 to 2023. (laughs) All they kept thinking of was stuff they didn't like from that era. I got you. That's why we had the rules. Now I will tell you out of the hundred plus listeners that we had all but one followed the rules (laughs) on this podcast. Only 50% of us followed the rules. You people are dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) So so what are we saying? I must be the 50%. That would be me. That's (laughs) right. Yeah, that's right. I realized my mistake roughly an hour ago. Uh, I had also put on the email, all Kiss songs are in play, 78 solo albums, Killer, Smashes, all of it. Okay. So here's some numbers right out of the gate. Over 100 folks answered the survey. So again, my boss is in my head. 100 people tell you something sucks, it probably sucks. We are not going to share names of the listeners on this podcast. And that is because there is like four or five sanctions of the Kiss Army. Not everybody's in love with each other. I don't want to accidentally get somebody slammed over the head because they thought XYZ sucked, right? Because I will tell you that we had somebody that said, tonight you belong to me absolutely sucks. But Sonny, our names are being shared. <laughs> yeah, well, that's different. We <laughs> we signed up for that. <laughs> I don't want anybody telling me that I'm an a-hole for picking a certain song as one of my least favorites. Oh, you're going to get that. Okay, other numbers. So depending on who you believe, I don't need a bunch of emails. Tell me exactly how many Kiss songs there are out there. There's somewhere around 280 when you add them all up. Okay, somewhere around there. So if you say 280 is about the number, 56% of all the songs got at least one vote. So that means there's about 153 songs out of the Kiss library that at least one person said that song sucks. I can tell you, I can be very tough on a band. I cannot sign up for 153 Kiss songs suck. I can sign up for 153 Rush songs suck. I don't know how many Rush songs there are, but 153 of them suck. Does Saxon have 153 songs, by the way? Saxon probably does. I'm guessing maybe Rush has Rush has less because they have, you know, they have a couple albums where there's only like two songs on each side. <laughs> yeah. It only feels like 153. Yeah, that's right. When I looked up, when I had started counting what singers were being hit the most on songs that people didn't like, 62 Paul songs were voted on, 59 Gene songs, and 17 of them were Peters. Ace was sprinkled in there, but those were the top three. Like, if you look at those numbers, they look skewed, but remember, Peter doesn't sing that big a quantity of songs. Paul and Gene sing all the songs, and so it's pretty evenly matched there. Paul probably actually sings a few more than Gene, so I would say that that looks pretty much straight up normal. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Now, depending on what you believe, how many albums, you know, if you're counting the solo albums, blah, 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 blah. Some say Kiss has 20, 24 albums. Some say they got 26 albums. Doesn't matter. Every album got hit at least once. There was no album that was safe. There is not one single album that the Kiss Army believes is untouchable. 
Okay, so that was very interesting. But there's a couple that took a huge pounding. So let's start there. There was only one album that all 10 songs got at least one vote as a shitty song. Want to take a wild guess whose album that was? (laughs) (laughs) I would say that that falls to the cat man himself. And that would be correct. Peter Chris's 78 solo album, every song got at least one vote. Wow. Man, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And let me say this. I didn't pick anything off of Peter's record. And the reason that I didn't pick anything off the Peter record is because, honestly, I'm not that familiar with that record. I've heard all I needed to hear off that record. and. It's not good, so I've never listened to that record from start to finish, and I don't own it. So there you go. There were two records that all but one song got at least one vote. The first one was Carnival of Souls, and somehow, even though I got 100-plus people to send stuff back, Master and Slave got no votes. Okay? The other one was Sonic Boom, which probably makes sense. Somehow, 100-plus people answered, and modern-day Delilah. Never got a vote. Every other song on that album did. Yeah. But that one didn't. Yeah, people generally like that song a lot. I mean, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about that tune in particular. Yeah, and I like that tune too. And then The Elder, because people are probably wondering what happened with The Elder, nine out of the 11 songs got at least one vote. The two songs that did not get any. One was Dark Light, which makes sense to me because to me, I've said that's the best song on the album. But the other one was Mr. Blackwell, and I'm surprised that didn't get any votes because that song is not that great. Only one album got one vote, and it was for one song, and that was the only vote for that album. Aces Solo 78 album. One person voted Fractured Mirror, because I think they were having a hard time coming up with four songs they didn't like from 74 to 79, so they took the easy way out and picked Love Theme from Kiss, Fractured Mirror, you know, Then She Kissed Me. They picked the stuff that they wished kind of, if it wasn't there, it wouldn't matter much. But Ace's solo album pretty much was untouched. I don't think that probably surprises us either. I guess not. I mean, I don't know. People seem to like that record, but he's not a great singer. <laughs> yeah, I like the record because it's, it's kitschy. It's Ace. I'm an Ace guy. And uh, I don't know. There's just something about that record that uh, it's so listenable. 
I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, for a long time, it was my favorite of the solo records, for sure. It's just, it, it rocks, right? It's got a lot of rocking stuff on it, and I enjoy that portion of it, but uh, I'm a little surprised that it didn't rub some of the non-Ace people a little bit differently because, uh, again, his vocals aren't the most listenable thing in the world. You can help out the podcast greatly by leaving us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. The links are in the show notes, or just drop us a line at our email, growinguprock at gmail.com. Okay, getting to the songs. So the first thing we're going to do, like I said, we each picked 12 songs, although you didn't follow the rules, but out of the songs we picked, 14 of those songs did not hit the top 12. So we're going to talk about some of the songs that we don't love before we get to the top 12. And you know what? Only one person voted for Shandy, and it was you. I do not enjoy that song. I've never liked that song. I'm sorry. It just does not. I don't know. And that video doesn't help. (laughs) So I don't love it. And then A World Without Heroes only got one vote, and it was you. Yeah. Again, don't love it. I don't, don't love the music to it. It's not, uh, it's not what I expect from my, uh, my band, my Kiss, right? Uh, I like it to have a little bit more of, uh, let's say, rock to it. And uh, neither one of those songs have that. I just I don't enjoy A World Without Heroes, and I don't enjoy Shandy. And I never have, actually. The next one that nobody had that you, oh, well, one other person had, or maybe two, actually. Actually, two other people had it, was Crazy Crazy Nights. And I will tell you, I didn't pick Crazy Crazy Nights as one of the bottom 12, but I actually like Bang Bang You better than Crazy Crazy Nights because Crazy Crazy Nights is a little boring, right? I thought that I would catch, and maybe I do, maybe I will catch a lot of shit for putting Crazy Crazy Nights on here simply because I've always thought that that was just a cheesy, cheesy song. I didn't like the feel of that song at all, and I hated it from the get-go. And that song, because it kicks off that album, kept me from listening to that album for so many years. And actually, that album has some really good stuff on it, but I didn't I didn't give any of that other stuff a chance because Crazy, Crazy Nights was the first song on that record. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do it. But, you know having this podcast once again great thing right so i went back and gave uh the other songs on this record a listen and there's a lot of other stuff that i do enjoy off that record but still don't enjoy crazy crazy nights sorry we interrupt this program to bring you a special report look at all the people here tonight oh man 
like to make an announcement right here. Can you hear me out there? It's time to take a quick break in the action from this week's episode. Sonny and I just wanted to thank all of you, the listeners, for joining us each and every week. Whether you just found us today or have been listening for multiple episodes, we love your passion for music and rock and roll in general. We consider you all part of our loud minority family. Always remember you can communicate with us a few different ways. If you don't mind Facebook, head over to the Growing Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group and be part of the conversation. It's a private group and all you have to do is ask to join, answer a few rock and roll questions, and you're in. If you despise Facebook, which many people do, then send us an email to growinguprock at gmail.com. We get everything there. You can follow us on Twitter and Insta at Growing Up Rock, which is one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K. In the event you feel entertained by our podcast, we would appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and go leave us a five-star review either at Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, I'm not going to make very many fans here, but my w- one of my picks that did not make the top 12 was I Love It Loud. And there were three or four other people that had there in their bottom 12. Here's my problem with I Love It Loud. It's not that good. There is not another band, including Bloor, Quiet Riot. There's not another band that could get away with that song. Not one, right? Rush couldn't do this. Whitesnake couldn't do it. Zeppelin couldn't do it. Like no, nobody would let anybody else get away with this song. And somehow the Kiss Army loves this song. I can't stand that song. I disagree with you a little bit on the nobody else could do this song. I mean, it's an anthemic song. That's a song that's built for stadiums, and they've played it over and over again. It's a simple song. There's not much to it. It's a bit boring after hearing it a billion times, which I think is really... Honestly, I think that's what your issue is. I don't know. Did you you never like that song? You didn't like it from the get-go? Or is it something that just got fatigued with you? No, I never liked it. Because I was just like, hey, 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 yeah. I'm like, the same guys wrote I Stole Your Love? The same guys wrote Room Service? Right? We're like, what What are we doing here? Then it gets to the solo. Isn't that solo like seven notes? Like, come on, guys. Really? It's got the bombastic drums at the beginning. You know, I mean, I like it. I don't love it. It's not my favorite Kiss song, but I don't I don't hate it.
one of yours that didn't make the top 12, which, shit, you could have thrown a dart as far as I'm concerned with this album. Off of Carnival Souls, you picked Childhood's End. I'm assuming you could throw a dart at that album too, right? Yeah, I mean, it does have a handful of songs that I think are okay. Master and Slave's one of them, Rain's another one. But Childhood End, man... That's not a good song. And there's another one that's on my list, too, where I cheated and didn't follow the rules that I think is equally shitty, if not more. (laughs) Well, with Childhood End, uh, at least eight or nine people um, agreed with you. Next three are all mine that didn't make the top 12. Almost Human. People hate it when they say, I don't like Almost Human. I don't know. The demon doing God of Thunder works for me. The demon being sexy, sleazy, and calling Dr. Love works for me. The demon trying to be a monster in Almost Human. I just, I don't get it. Never have. I just like the riff in it. I've known that you haven't liked this song because we've talked about it before in the past, and I was surprised that you didn't like it, but I... I have no issues with this song. I like the riff. Nine percent of the people who answered the survey agreed with me on the next one. Always near you, nowhere to hide on the Gene Simmons '78 uh, solo album. And you know, people go, "Well, that's Gene trying to be the Beatles." I'm not in love with the Beatles either. I, I that that song, God, that some of, that album, some of that album, just oh, God, living in sin at the Holiday Inn. 
<laughs> like Mr. Blackmail, can you tell? Like I just I don't understand. <laughs> Dude, that's the song you're gonna pick on when fucking wishing upon a star is on there. Come on, man. I did I stayed away completely from all four of the solo records. And I think I stayed away from them because at first I didn't know that they could be picked. Uh, but even after the fact, I just I stayed away from them because I like Ace's record. I like Paul's record a lot. And Jeans has a handful of stuff that I think is decent. And then there's a bunch of stuff on it. It's awful. And then, like I said, I don't know Peter's record enough because I just know that I don't like it from everything that I have heard off of it. So, yeah, I don't know. There's there's worse stuff than than that particular song always near you nowhere to hide but i get it of the over the hundred folks that answered the survey 10 percent agreed with me on my next pick off a of cycle circus you wanted the best and i get it right the, i just i call them kiss homers and you know if you want to put a face to a name i call polo joe polo a homer all the time he's used to it right <laughs> guys like joe they love the original four they were all you know, Yahoo and all four singing on this new song on Psycho Circus. We got the Fab Four back. It's the world is right again. Blah, blah, blah. That song absolutely sucks. Remember the four going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not your place. I'm just like, what is going on here? <laughs> I don't hate that song either. I like it. <laughs> oh my I think there's, again, I think there's more stuff on there, but I like that song. I mean, one of the songs that's on that record that I absolutely hate is, is uh, what is it, Journey of a Thousand Years or some yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm not in love with that song either. That song blows, so I like You Wanted the Best more than I like that. The first one we agreed on, both of us picked it, 11% of the people agreed with us, and that's Awful Revenge, God Gave Rock and Roll to You. And we actually got a couple of comments from the listeners on God Gave Rock and Roll to You. One person said, always hated this song from the moment I heard it and still do today. It's just painfully insipid. I don't even know what insipid means. And then the other person said, I hate every single version I've ever heard of this fucking song. <laughs> There's some, it's the last time you see Eric. Okay. That part, I get it. But overall, I'm not in love with the song and neither are you. It looks like. No, I never liked this song either. It's a cover song. I think I probably heard the original version once or twice, but this song just never uh, did it for me. And I, I think, I don't know, it just comes off whiny to me. And I don't like the main guitar line in it. It's just, yeah, there's nothing really to like. And it sticks out like a sore thumb on Revenge because I really like 
the majority of revenge. So it just sort of sticks out for me on that record. Yeah, it's it's not good. Like what you're hearing? Share this episode out. Post it to your favorite social network and let people know you're listening to the Grown Up Rock Podcast. It will help us grow and we greatly appreciate it. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. The next one I had, I picked that didn't hit the top 12, but 12% of the people agreed with me, was Easy Thing off of Peter Chris's album. Except for Hooked on Rock and Roll, I pretty much could have thrown a dart at that whole album, but we've already talked about that. I was surprised with yours, and I was surprised 13% of the people voted for the same song. Save Your Love off of Dynasty? Wow, you're taking a shot at Ace like that? (laughs) Ace is not a great singer, and if he doesn't have a good rocking song, then it's kind of like... 
Uh, look, out of the songs that I put on my list that I really dislike, Save Your Love is probably the least of those, if that makes sense. But I don't love that song. I just don't hate that song. Uh, there are far, far more songs on my list that I can't stand more than Save Your Love. But Save Your Love made the list just because I had to pick certain songs from a time period. Uh, so said your rules. The next one I had that didn't make the top 12, but 14% of the people agreed with me was Freak Off of Monster. You know, we've heard the Paul story. I, you know, I, part of my problem with this song, one, is it just sucks. Second is, I get it. You're singing about yourself. You're singing about yourself. You're a multi-millionaire. This shit should have been 76, not when you put it on Monster, right? Like, I just, I just didn't get any feeling out of it. And any sympathy you would have got from me, Paul, you didn't get because, well, now you're doing it when you're riding the electric bike everywhere, which doesn't make any sense. Well, I think that's also an attempt to touch the people that, I mean, that's, it's a big movement, right? There's a lot of, there have always been a lot of KISS fans that felt like they're the underdog. You had the Lady Gaga with her monsters and you had, um, you know, there's a bunch of of groups of people that feel like they're the underdogs or the, you know, I don't know what you're saying, the underapproved or the disliked or, you know, whatever you want to call it, whatever tag you want to put on that. And so he may have been talking about himself and his childhood, but I think it was also an attempt to connect with those people because that's a, a lot of people, you know, that feel that way. Makes sense. And then <laughs> you had one that made the top 20, but then make the top 12. And that was Beth off destroyer. <laughs> 15% of the people agreed with you, and Beth got Destroyer votes. A couple of people voted Beth on Alive 2. There were several people that voted Beth on Smashes. There were several people that voted Beth on a Greatest Hits record. Like, Beth was getting pummeled in all eras. Okay, so the first thing I would say that if you didn't think that Beth was going to be on Steve Michael's list, then you don't know me and you don't listen to this show because anybody who listened to this show knew that that was going to make my list at some point. I mean, it's an it's an awful, awful, stinky, slow, sappy ballad, and I hate it, and I don't want my rock band performing songs like this. I get it. 
I know it's popular. I know it pulled in the women. I know it made them a lot of money. Yay, good for you. It's the same as every rock band that did a power ballad on, you know, whether it's Cinderella and don't know what you got till it's gone or extreme with more than words or what it's not. It's not a great representation of the band itself. That's my thing. And and if I want to listen to music like this, then I'll go to the, you know, to the Steely Dans of the world or the, you know, Balladeer, Pick a Balladeer, and I'll go to them to listen to that type music. But when I put on a Kiss album or I put on an Extreme album or I put on a Van Halen album, I want to hear rock and roll. And that ain't rock and roll. There, I've gotten off my pulpit and I will step down. Pesky kids, get off my lawn! <laughs> that almost sounded like a rant I did on Orion once. On Metallica. <laughs> on Metallica, Master of Puppets. <laughs> That's out there in the ether somewhere. I'm sure people can find it. Um, okay, the last one that we had that one of us picked that did not hit the top 12 was one you broke a rule on because you went back to Carnville Souls like you weren't supposed to. Yep. But you went with It Never Goes Away. And one of our listeners, because there was 18% of the people agreed with you, uh, put in a comment, Paul's melody follows a guitar melody just like Ozzy in Early Sabbath, and it just drags. And I would agree with that statement. Yeah, I think I, I dislike this song more so than child, Childhood's End, but there's something about this tune that rubbed me wrong, and uh, I put it on the list. Okay, so getting to the top 12. Okay, so remind the listeners again. Remember there was rules, right? So you had to pick four from 74 to 79. You had to pick four from 80 to 89 and four from 90 to 2023, but all Kiss songs were in play. Every song we talk about now got more than 23% of the votes. So that means at least 25 people, when they sent the survey back to me, had these songs on their list, okay? Which, that's a significant number, right? Like, if one in every four pretty much hates something, it probably sucks, right? So, and number 12, we got the banger. (laughs) Bang, bang you from Crazy Nights. It does not surprise me it made the top 12. Neither one of us voted for bang, bang you, (laughs) but I'll tell you a couple of the comments we got. This is Paul channeling the Count from Sesame Street without the diabolical laughter. I didn't know I put on a Poison record. This is not Kiss of Any Era. This is Paul chasing trends. Even trying to put on nostalgia a bit by name dropping a better song like Love Gun in the chorus, but then failing miserably. If Paul and Gene were the primary songwriters in the 70s, 
then that same dynamic could have followed all the way through the 80s, but Gene wasn't interested in it turned into the Paul show, so we get this like copycat type kiss. I don't disagree that it sounds like Poison, but there's a lot of songs that sounded like this in the mid to late 80s, and there's a lot of those songs I actually liked. I actually like Bang Bang You, but uh, yeah, a lot of people didn't. So the same person that said it sounds, I, I didn't put on a Poison record, well, they should have known that from the get-go when they heard Crazy Crazy Nights. Because to me, that's every bit as cheesy, if not more cheesy. And it's not as good a song. Yeah, makes sense. At number 11, 24% of the people had this one because it was tough to come up with 74 to 79 for a lot of people. So they picked Kiss in Time, which is a little bit of a cop-out. Okay, it's not exactly, you know, you know, the demon asking for a kiss. It's kind of, it's that's a little weird. And then somebody wrote, uh, it's not kissing time, it's pissing time. Okay, I, I got you. Uh, you know, I, I don't love the song, but I think there's worse songs between 74 and 79. <laughs> you like that song? I do not like it. It almost made my list, but I, I felt like it because it's, um, it's instrumental, right? No, kissing time. Remember, we're kissing in Dallas. Oh do, do, yeah, do. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I, I it almost made my list. I don't, I don't enjoy that tune. Yeah, you're talking about love theme. Yeah, I'm thinking about love theme from Kiss. That didn't make it into the top twelve, but twenty one percent of people did vote on it. I didn't want to put a instrumental on there, which is my yeah. main reason. At number ten, it doesn't surprise me. This is on the list. It was on both of our lists, which we didn't agree on very many. We only had three that we actually agreed on. But Just a Boy from The Elder, dude, it, of course, you didn't follow the rules because you had two from The Elder, but the song sucks. Oh, my God. If I could only put one song from The Elder on there, this would be it. Holy <laughs> crapola, this song is so brutal. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't get out of my freaking head. I can't. I just, I hate that song so bad. <laughs> At number nine. 24% of the folks, you could have picked any song off of Sonic Boom, but 24% of the folks picked Danger Us. Not Danger You, not Danger Them, not Danger Me, it's Danger Us. <sighs> this is Paul trying to be cute, and I get it. Yeah, it's a play on words. Yeah, it, I never loved that song. I knew the next song was going to be on the list somewhere. Oh, yeah. Number eight, 25% of the people voted that this should be on the list, and we got a we got a note or two on it. Read My Body landed on number eight. 
Somebody said Paul trying to be Def Leppard and failing terribly. Okay. Uh, somebody said their attempt to pour some sugar on me, and I don't like that song either. Okay, so that, that person's probably a Saxon fan. Let's just notate that. They probably love Saxon and Diamond Head. And uh, what's the except? What other shitty bands are out there? Um, that all those bands I don't like. So generally, somebody that listens to cool music, basically, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with Read My Body, but I don't have a problem with Bang Bang You. Do you have a problem with Read My Body? I actually don't. I, I said it on, on uh, I think I said it on Podcast Rock City when we reviewed this record, but yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Yes, yes, it's uh, a Def Leppard clone. Yes, it's an attempt to pour some sugar on me. I do agree with those statements, but it's not an offensive song to me. I mean, I like the groove of it. I like the rhythm of it. It's fine. At number seven, The Elder gets another hit with Odyssey. 27% of the people picked Odyssey Instead of just a boy, because remember, you can only pick one song off the album. So basically, 53% of everything I got back either had Odyssey or just a boy on it. And the note I got from somebody was, I would have picked just a boy, but Odyssey is twice as long. So I'm pissed off. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Nope. A surprise, and not that it's a great song, but at number six... Of all the songs you could have picked between 1990 and 2023, 29% of the people, including me, picked Boomerang. And I think there's a lot of Gene songs that people don't like between 90 and 2023. Boomerang, it's just it's a throwaway track for me, but I'm just surprised so many people agreed with me. And I'm not even sure a, even a Uber Kiss fan could tell you how Boomerang goes. Yeah, so I went back and listened to the song because I have heard that name bought up before with songs people don't like, and I agree. Like, if I had to go quickly change up my list because I broke the mighty rules, Boomerang probably would have landed on my list. It's not a great song. So I I do agree with that selection, and I do understand it. Getting to the top five, and you would think that because it wasn't on a Kiss album that people will forget this song, but people are so (laughs) pissed off that Kiss ever did this song that they're never going to forget it. 30% of the people, which made it number five, picked Nothing Can Keep Me From You, the Diane Warren Penn song that ended up on the Detroit Rock City soundtrack. I also picked that song. We got some uh, comments on it, too. Another blatant failed attempt at a hit by Paul. It would be a travesty if this song was rendered ineligible. Please put this on the list because it's the worst Kiss song ever. This Kiss song never seems to make any lists, maybe with good reason. Maybe it's so bad and so forgettable that people just completely forget about it. Even though people say Finally Found My Way is a much worse song on Psycho Circus, this one is 10 times worse. 
gonna be No matter how far You'll never be that far from me This is a really bad song. Th- to me, this is them trying to do don't want to miss a thing, Aerosmith thing, and they failed. This is where I'm not an Uber Kiss fan because I saw this one pop up. I didn't even know what this is. I'm not even sure I can tell you I've heard this song. So, I mean, if it's not on any of their albums, I haven't heard this song. If it's only on the Detroit Rock City soundtrack, I've not heard this tune. Uh, don't bother going and looking for it. It's pretty bad. Is it a ballad? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's Diane Warren. Yeah, okay. Of course. It's a ballad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hitting number four, you know, people are pissed off at Gene for not paying attention in the 80s. 32% of the folks picked Murder in High Heels. <laughs> Somebody even uh, sent me something saying it's a half-assed throwaway song. And I also picked Murder in High Heels because that whole murder in <laughs> high heels. Like, I'm just like, really? You had, I've had enough Into the Fire as the opening track. How in the fuck did this close the album? <laughs> you, that's so cool, though. That's what. I, that's the best part I do like about the song Murder in High Heels. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so awesome. I don't, uh, I like the music to this, uh, the groove. So this, that's why this song I wouldn't have put it on my worst list uh, as far as the song, but I've heard other people talk about how they hate this song, so I understand while it's on there. I don't think it's worthy of the slot that it's in, but...
at number three, we get to Love Gun, and then she kissed me. Forty-one percent, four-one. Wow. You know why that is? It's because it keeps it ends Love Gun, and it keeps that record from being pretty near a perfect record. That record's really good, but then she kissed me is on it, and that just sucks. I hate that song. I hate that version. I know it's a cover song, but who cares? Why? Why would they put something on the record like this? That's got to be a Paul thing. Yeah, and, you know, we got a couple of comments. You know, one said just biggest turd ever. The other one said, you know, it feels like they were going for a hit, but then they didn't release it as a single. So why the hell did you put it on the album? I don't disagree with that. Destroyer only had nine songs. So why would you have to put 10 on Love Gun? Right? So I, I don't know. All right. At number two, which is no surprise. First of all, both of us picked it, mainly because you broke the rules. 44% of the folks voted Great Expectations off of Destroyer. One person even said, improved only slightly on Alive Force Symphony, but still a stinker. Somebody said, Ezrin gets some of the blame here, maybe most of it. And then somebody said, the song is just wrong. This song absolutely sucks. So so I just recently got done listening to the book Shout It Out Loud. They break down the making of Destroyer in that book. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, of course I am. Okay. Remember, I'm a Kiss fan. Yeah, yeah. So they talked uh, in depth, obviously, about this song. I don't know. It's Ezrin. It's Gene. I get what they were going for, but why? I mean, I just, that song is not good. I hate that song. Uh, there's nothing I like about that tune at all. And it really, yeah, I don't like Beth and Beth's a ballad, but Beth is at least digestible. Whereas to me, this tune's not even digestible and it's sort of in the middle of the record. So it really, really brings down the mood of the record. I know a lot of people have talked about they don't like Flaming Youth or they don't like Sweet Pain. They, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about they don't like those tunes. I like both of those songs. I don't have a problem with both of those songs. They don't hold up to like a Detroit Rock City and God of Thunder and stuff like that. But at least if Great Expectations wasn't on Destroyer and they had replaced it with I don't know, pick one that never made a record, Sword and Stone or something, then I would have had a much better love for Destroyer. But with Great Expectations, flat dab in the middle of the record, and Beth ending it, it really sort of ruined the experience for me for that Destroyer record. Now we're going to get feedback that Sword and Stone was 13 years after Great Expectations came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I, like I said, just th- pick one of the songs that never made the records. They've had better songs than Great Expectations. It was my point that never made records. I just I can't stand that song. <laughs> and then at number one, when you have two hundred and eighty songs to pick from, and one song gets fifty one percent of the vote. And even I believe there's a worse song on this record that I picked earlier, but you picked this song too. Off of Psycho Circus, I finally found my way. Poor Peter. Paul writes this song and goes, this is complete shit. Here, Peter, go ahead and sing this one. <laughs> it came down to this, or journey of a thousand years. And I picked this because this song is shitty. This is not a good song. 
uh, I, I didn't enjoy this song at, at all. At least Journey of a Thousand Years has some sections of the song that are okay, but this song has no sections of the song that's okay. <laughs> tried to help me on my way So little time and there's still so much left to say There's no explaining all the things that I've been through But I finally found my way to you I finally found my way The day is ending and the night begins to fall Sometimes I wonder if I'd make it back at all I gave up everything I had and never knew So for some of the listeners, you know, you might agree with some of our comments, some of the other listener comments, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to real quickly run over the 12 top stinkers again. And I think when you listen to them in totality of the list, you'll go, yeah, I probably agree with that. So number 12 was Bang Bang You. 11 was Kissing Time. 10 was Just a Boy. 9 was Not Danger You. Not Ranger Me. Not Danger Them. Danger Us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Number eight was Read My Body. Seven was The Abnormally Long Odyssey. Six was Boomerang. Five was Nothing Can Keep Me From You. Four was Murder in High Heels. <laughs> Three was Then She Kissed Me. Two was Great Expectations. And rounding up the top of our Kiss Dirty Dozen list was I Finally Found My Way. That is a 12 brutal song list. Listen, I want to tell you all, I want to tell you you've been a dynamite audience and you deserve to give yourselves a round of applause. Let's go. All right. I'm surprised more stuff from like, and I say this just because I know how people don't like it. I'm surprised more stuff didn't make the list from like monster and uh sonic boom now i personally don't have an issue with either one of those records but i know a lot of kiss fans don't like those records so i'm sort of surprised more didn't make the list well the problem was it they did right the problem is is that when you get to the monster the sonic boom Psycho Circus, The Elder, Carnival Souls, like some of these records, a Gene Simmons solo record, Peter's solo record, people don't like a lot of the songs, so the votes start getting peppered because they can only pick one, right? So, you know, like I said, you could just throw a dart at Peter's solo album for most people, and it's like, all right, wherever it lands, I guess that's the song I'm going to pick. And that's why you don't get a bunch of those. Hey, was Asshole in play? Asshole was not in play because that's not Kiss. But it's a uh, Gene Simmons solo record. 
Yeah, but the Gene Simmons 78 solo record is labeled as Kiss. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, well, let's connect it to Kiss, even though we're talking about Kiss. Hey, Hollywood. You know what time it is. Let's connect it to Kiss. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss! So for the Kiss connection, I figured we'd go with a band that Kiss influenced instead. So we're going to go with a band called The Carburetors. Formed in Norway in 2001, they have four studio albums. I took a little listen to their music. They're, <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird, but they're a cross between like a Chuck Berry and like a Motorhead. That might sound weird, but Lemmy loved Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. So that's why you kind of get a little bit of that. It's a feel of the songs that they have. So they did a Kiss cover. Released on an album that was released in 2005 called Gods of Thunder, a Norwegian tribute to Kiss. Here is Eddie on vocals, Stian on guitar, Kai on guitar, Chris on drums, King on bass. Dude, the, I couldn't say the last names. There was a bunch of vowels and X's and Z's and all that kind of shit in it. <laughs> but here's their version of the Kiss classic, Getaway. Best agreement we ever made was not trying to say any of these Norwegians' last names anymore. I like going with the first names much better. <laughs> yeah. So we, sometimes the first names are tough. Yeah, that's true. So we've uh, played a lot of stuff off this uh, Gods of Thunder Norwegian tribute to Kiss uh, record over the years. Yeah, I like the, I guess, a little bit more modern feel of the song. You know, the, the guitar is heavier. Uh, just from a recording standpoint, I think you hit the nail on the head with the Chuck Berry and Motorhead. I can definitely hear that in uh, their delivery and in the singer's voice. Yeah, so it's it's all right for me. It's not too bad. Yeah, because the little bit of Motorhead that I've heard, I just I don't love a lot of the Motorhead. But when I heard he was a Chuck Berry fan, the Lemmy was, 
then you kind of listen for what Motorhead's doing. If you threw it in Audacity and slowed it down 30, 40%, it's basically a Chuck Berry riff. Yeah. Did you call this a Kiss classic? Yeah, getaway. Yeah, I think you might want to settle down a little bit on the classic part. Come on, man. <laughs> Does it, is every Kiss song a classic? Of course it is. Even Just a Boy and Great Expectations. <laughs> getaway is not something that pops in my kiss uh head whenever we talk about kiss classics i had to go look this song up because i was like getaway i'm not completely familiar with that song i don't think i had to go i would consider that a deep track i think oh my god dude then you don't know kiss Come getaway on, man is that's not, not a, a deep, deep track on dress to kill <laughs> that's not a deep track <laughs> that's a deep track i don't know anybody know about getaway <laughs> but anyway so like like i said before a lot of kiss podcasts and there's twenty two thousand of them out there they've done their worst kiss songs they just don't always get a chance to get the listeners involved we like doing that and you know it takes some time to do that because you're taking the data you're throwing it into a place you're trying to you know get the math right to try to figure out what the top 12 thing is for everybody and uh you know when half the people that you talk to tell you the same song over and over and over it's pretty obvious that that song's not great. And 90% of the KISS podcast out there don't know how to do math, so they wouldn't be able to give oh, you the statistics. Yeah. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions <laughs> of Stephen Michael. <laughs> and when I say can't do math, of course, I can't do math. That's why I leave it up to Pooty. Why do you think he's on this podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. I have fun because, you know, I know most of those guys. So if you can't have fun with your friends, who can you have fun with? And like you said, so like an hour before we record, Steven sends me a message. Hey, I just noticed I didn't follow the rules. I'm like, you fucker. I noticed that two weeks ago when you put the list in. Why didn't you say something then? <laughs> because I was just going to pound you on the episode instead. Oh, see, there it is. Now <laughs> it's out in the open. You just rather see me fail so you can bust my balls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> see what kind of partner I have in this podcast, people. I'm the guy that wants to see you fall down, yeah, laugh, and then help you up, yeah, and yeah. then talk about the rest of the time how you fell. Exactly. This is just like my brothers. I fall on the, I trip on a tree root uh, at some beer pong place, and uh, my brothers laugh and then ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of rip off is this? What's wrong with people? Anyway, <laughs> all right, so that's another uh, episode in the books. I'm sure that there'll be feedback on this one because, like we said, the Kiss Army, they're a passionate bunch for sure. And uh, we just, you know, Kiss is a popular subject, but like Sonny said, there's a million other Kiss podcasts. He's actually a member of one of those Kiss podcasts in full. So uh, we just, other than doing our Kiss connections, we don't talk a ton of kiss on this podcast but we have covered them before and we will continue to cover them every so often in the future right so it's fun when we get to do one of these episodes absolutely we want to thank all of the listeners especially the ones that got involved in the survey thank you for getting it back to me thank you for taking the time thanks for the <laughs> funny notes uh, somebody sent me i think it was boo boo he said uh god what what is that um what is that share song? Uh, but uh, he wrote down the share song and he meant I finally found my way. But uh, he wrote down the share song instead. I'm like, isn't that a share song? And he sent something back. Goes, oh, dude, you know what I'm talking about. It was fun reading everybody's notes. Oh, Bill Elam even sent me 
<laughs> so he sends me a bonus email back with a clipped picture from Kiss Online. And you know how when you click on, you know, show me music and then you can go to the album, right? Yeah. So he clicks on the Destroyer album. They don't even have Great Expectations listed as a track listing on there. So like Kiss has even given up on that song. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Bill said that to me. So, but no, I appreciate everybody getting involved. And like I said, if you want to get involved the next time, just send us your email address somehow and, uh, and we'll get you involved. That's it. Thanks again to the listeners. Thanks to my partner over there across from me. And thanks to everybody who's listened to us over the years until next week. See ya later. Now, should we consider this a successful experiment? That's the show. So let's shuffle, rattle, and roll us out of here. Until next week. Always remember, peace, love, and rock and roll. Growing Up Rock is a proud member of the Pantheon Network. Pantheon is the place for music lovers. Check us out along with many other great music podcasts on the Pantheon Podcast Network. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions, and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.